0: Ladies, Ladies and oh. gentlemen, 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 may I have may I, your attention may have please? Your attention. <laughs> the show, the show starts in this flat, flat, flat. Yeah. bro you need to check your facts, flat, flat. I got high up through the roof, yeah, yeah. and I landed on the moon, the moon flat too, in reality, everything is just in 2D, like a video game from 1983, sides crawling up and down the street, while y'all sleep. BOB, cuz I don't see the curve. Nah. Messing up my vibe, yeah, you got a lot of nerve. Nah. Read a book, nah, I don't wanna learn. Nah. Read a book, nah, I don't wanna learn. Uh-uh. They say that we are cake. Huh? But me and my homies, we don't say it, we just spread it. Just I'ma leave it, Now my stand. Do your research, how much I gotta say it? Earth is flat. Bro, you need to check your facts. I got high up through the proof. And I landed on the moon. The moon flat blue. Cool. In reality, everything is just in 2D. Like a video game from 1983. Besides am sides growing up and down the street. But y'all sleep. Y'all sleep.
1: How you doing? I'm Mikey J and thanks for watching KGUP Presents. So this is a very special episode because I was asked to appear on Michelle Gibson's fireside chats airing on unguru.com or ungurunow.com. If uh, you haven't heard of Michelle Gibson, you need to follow her. Uh, Michelle is a historian and researcher and much of her work has been focused on ancient history, the Moors, mudbloods, sacred geometry. Uh, the truth behind the orphan trains, uncovering false uh, historical narrative. Uh, because of her incredible knowledge in this field, Michelle Gibson has been uh, interviewed on dozens of shows. In fact, I interviewed Michelle Gibson back in July of uh, 2021. But today she'll be interviewing me. So um, a- after our interview in July, I was uh, inspired to document my trip to San Antonio, Texas, and, and you know since then I've just been observing everything. And uh, while we were in San Antonio, my wife and I looked at the city with a completely different perspective. And uh, we found some interesting details that I will go over in the show. So um, don't go away. On a side note, if you want to support this show, please become a Patreon supporter for only three bucks a month. It, I just uh, just trying to get people to sign up. Uh, every dollar does go into the show. And if you join for a full year, you'll get a, a you'll receive a copy of my book uh, that is coming out later this year um, I am far from done I'm only 70 pages in so if if you want to buy a t-shirt is uh, also if you like um, you know like the logo but we have the it's, it's a different version of the shirt um, you can go to www.kgup1065.com forward slash shop uh, nothing means more to me than knowing someone loves to show enough that they want to wear a shirt uh, around town. So uh, uh, let me know. And you can tag me at uh, KGUPFM, and that's uh, my uh, Instagram handle. All right. Well, enough about uh, this opening. I hope you enjoy this interview, uh, my interview with Michelle Gibson on her show. So um, I'm just re airing it on my channel. So I hope you enjoy. Thanks for watching. and. Uh, um, you know, we'll see you on the other side. All right?
2: Hi, everybody. I'm Michelle Gibson, and I'm here today with my guest, Mikey J, of KGUP Presents podcast. What's the, What's the official name of it, Mikey?
1: Uh, it, it's just like a, a a radio station call letters, like KGUP, uh, and then the show it's KGUP Presents.
2: And I met Mikey because he interviewed me last, last year and um, I asked him if he'd be willing to do this with me and he said yes, when I was looking around for people to talk to for fireside chats and things like that. And so um, he accepted my invitation and Mikey is a truther and I suspect he covers a wide variety of topics on his show. And I'll have him talk about that here in just a moment. And then our shared interest in the historical reset, which I think is what brought us together. So um, with that said, let me go ahead and turn it over to you, Mikey, to talk a little bit about yourself and your back, background and how you got into doing all of this.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much for having me on this show. I mean, I've been such a huge fan for, I don't know, I guess a past year. Um, how I came across your, your you know your research is um i was kind of by accident stumbled across a video by uh howdy mccoskey and he was uh, had a video about the um the expeditions and and the world fairs and that opened up a whole can of worms and i was just like blown away by all this and um and it, it was just this huge rabbit hole that i never even considered looking into and um you know, if they can, you know, lie about the, the shape of the Earth, they can they can lie about everything. And I just started doing my own research this uh, actually the past six months because I'm I'm planning on doing a docu- documentary and book uh, because there's just so much information and there's a lot of stuff that people don't talk about. And it's really about how the you know the robber barons of the the late nineteenth uh, century they just decided to change the narrative and restructure like our education system and it all really started with world fairs and as as you know and so um you know you know the past couple of years has just been really strange for me because I used to just interview music artists I mean that music and entertainment was just my my thing but uh this past year uh last year 2021 I decided to change the format and go completely like truther you know style and just interview people who have a lot of experience in this kind of research and a lot of other uh you know conspiracy type subjects and um and that's how i got into this field of like you know mud floods the the uh, the world reset and as i've been doing all this research i've just discovered that it's really a a massive elitist conspiracy to change Our historical narrative and kind of repaint our entire past. So we have no idea where we came from. And slowly through, I mean, because the information is still out there, they just don't talk about it. I mean, mainstream news, mainstream education wants us to believe that in a certain narrative, you know, so they've created the the, like the heliocentric model, they created the um, this whole artificial reality and you know little by little we were just uncovering this like information and there's a lot of evidence out there i mean like uh, my wife and i we were out in san antonio and uh, you just look at the buildings the structures and you can see evidence of a, of a cover up and um you know watching your videos i mean there's like almost in every major city there's um just these like underground like cities basically that are just buried and um when I, when we went to San Antonio, we, we, there was so much evidence and, you know, uh, all these like floors that were way down below. And, um, I it, mean, it, it's just incredible how much information is out there and all you have to do is just go out there and look for it and you can find the evidence yourself. And, um, i know, kind of, I feel like I'm going on a tangent and losing my, uh, train of thought, <laughs> you know, but, uh,
2: you know i think it's really important to highlight that it makes you're making the point that there is an overwhelming amount of information and places to look and you know you right. just really have to focus your attention on on something and you know even when you're doing research i know this is my experience i'll go looking for one thing and i'll see something completely different that takes me into a, a different direction right. that a lot of times i will include because it's important Right. And it, it just uncovers more of of the fiction
1: mm-hmm.
2: around certain things. Um, and you said you had a presentation that you put together? Yes.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, so if you allow me to share my screen. Um, okay.
2: You should be able to.
1: And th- there's some video. I don't know if I'm able to do that.
2: The um, main thing is when you, when you go to share the screen, there's a, a little box there that you need to click to check in order to sh- share sound as well okay if you don't do that you won't be able to we won't be able to hear it Uh, i learned that from experience let
1: me see well the sound's not really important can you see this Mm -hmm. okay so this is the the tower life building um according to the narrative it was built in um 1929 it started construction in 1927 but it has this like old architecture um very classical architecture and uh you know we stayed there for a couple of days and you know we walked to the river walk and so we just kind of like looked at all the buildings and all the structures and, and we found this which was completely uneven and uh definitely had some underground stuff and then uh you know we looked went to the front of the building and this is what it looks like and uh you can't really see it from here because you know it's just a photo but uh it's very off-centered it's not very balanced at all so if if there was you know if it was buried uh, it wasn't completely leveled when they dug it out um there's another photo and then uh we went to downtown and uh, some of these buildings and structures, you can see that there's uh, floors that go all the way down and underneath the structure, which you know most architects don't build uh, floors deep. It, it just doesn't make any sense. So if there was these like this this structure, if it was buried, I mean, why would you have you know flights of stairs going upward? And if you're building it this way to you know. For flooding, then why would you have a floor down there? I mean, San Antonio has a history of flooding. If you look into the to the records, so having um, floors that are below the ground level, I mean, it just, it just doesn't make sense? And you're just, you know, expecting it to be flooded at one point. Um, one of the oldest buildings that we discovered was the uh, the federal courthouse which was uh, said to have been built in 1892, which actually has a founded date. So we don't know who owned it before. It's just when it was discovered, they decided to say that it was built in 1892. And the word founded really means found dead. So that these old architectures were just found, just sitting there. And then you can see here, in this photo, I mean, it, it has a sub uh, you know, level. And here's some of the oldest photos, I think this is from 1901. And that was before we had cars. So it's like, how did they move all this stone with just horse and buggy? You know, that's always baffled my mind, how these how they built these structures without, you know, I mean, we only had Railways for you know 40 years at that time, and um, uh, one of the oldest buildings that we came across was the San Fernando Cathedral, which was built in 1731. That's what they tell us, and um, it's pretty magnificent. Um, these buildings are just so massive, and you can feel some kind of resonance that comes from this old these old structures so when you're in close proximity you can feel energy coming from it Um, they they have these like spires at the tips of the uh the cathedral so i mean they they could have been pulling energy from the ether kind of like free energy um down down the street from there uh we found the city hall of san antonio that was founded in 1889 and there, there's a sub-level as well. I don't know if this video is going to play. Can you see this? There's a video.
2: Mm-hmm. Insanity. No one would do that.
1: <laughs> of course, that's my wife in the background. I don't know if you, if you heard the, her voice. She's pretty convinced that all this was uh, a part of a uh, conspiracy to hide... Our history.
2: I just want to make a quick point here, and that is field research is amazing. When you go mm-hmm. to places and look at things with a different perspective that we're talking about, you'll get a lot more information than you will just by looking on the internet, and looking at pictures. And, right. and my own journey started with field research. And in many cases, I have to look at the internet because that's what's available. But Um, You really do get uh, a whole different experience if you if you do your own field research like you're doing here.
1: Yeah, definitely. And um, here's the the Alamo and um, what I've discovered is that, you know, you're not allowed to go inside and take photos like you're they have security everywhere. So if you pull out a camera or you pull out your phone to me, they tell you to put it away. And uh, I thought that was really weird. I mean, why wouldn't you allow us to take pictures? It's not going to do anything to the the structure at all, as they claim. And um, I, you know, I discovered that this is a facade. I mean, look at look at this, the, what they did to the top of the building. And that looks very modern. Um, this, um, you know, arch that covers the entire building. And uh so it's like they, they created this you know artificial narrative i mean this building could have existed but i mean what do we know about the actual history of this of this uh, building i mean they tell us that you know davy crockett had you know fought against the the spaniards and you know the, um, the mexican army and uh, you know there's there was this great battle but what were they protecting were they protecting this you know facility but here's what I think they be, they were protecting is that there was an older building. And it and according to their what they tell us that it was you know this uh, uh, plaza stretched out just a couple of yards, and but what it doesn't what they don't tell you is that it surrounded these these two buildings. So when you look at this map it shows that the federal building which is the old post office which is also um i discovered that it was the order of saints uh the order of saint ursula which is for consecrated women um uh, which I, i haven't really uh looked into that deeply but that was established in 1874 and um then it was converted into the US Post Office. And um, here is what was inside the Alamo. And this is what they didn't want us to take a picture of. But the, the rivers that surround the Alamo uh, kind of go like this. And uh, it surrounded the entire plaza. And the plaza was way bigger than what they tell us um, it was so it covered uh, a huge massive structure, so it was big enough where it would go surround the uh, that US post office that's currently there today. And so what I think it's just my hypothesis that they were protecting the these this structure and th- this building was here long before. Um, and this is what it this is what the post office looked like before they tore it down. Um, and then next to it was the, um, oh, where's my notes? Uh, the Medical Arts Building, um, that, which was, uh, they say it's, it was built in 1927. I mean, look at this massive structure and uh, it's pretty amazing. Now, the parts of the original structure of the, of the uh, post office is still there, it's underground. And so um, it didn't really make sense for it to have an underground structure unless it was already there. And then uh, here's another photo of the Medical Arts Building, which um, later on it became uh, like a, 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 um, a hotel, which is what it is now. And it's one of the most haunted hotels in San Antonio and uh they they used it as a uh like a um what do you call it uh, for mental mentally um for the insane interesting but they called it a, but they called it a medical arts building but it was really a sanctuary for for the mentally insane
2: so, so like an asylum
1: <laughs> yes yeah, like an asylum and then right across the street from the Alamo they had built this giant structure was which was only there for about ten years before they tore it down, and you can see just hundreds of people just standing around in there. And there's no record there's like no record of the building at all. I mean, once they tore it down, it, the history of this building was just completely gone. So it's hard to trace back um, how old this this building was. And then um, we also went to Six Flags Fiesta. And what we, we, what we uncovered was a little weird because the entire amusement park was built inside of a quarry. And this is where they dug out all the, uh, the limestone for a lot of the old structures. And then up until 1992, uh, it was abandoned and it was sold to Six Flags or whoever the, the owners of that company is. And now there's a giant amusement park inside of it. And uh I couldn't find any information how how long ago this quarry was was started, but it had to have been you know decades and then that's what it looks like now and it made me think about the uh uh the Grand canyon of how i mean if you look inside this the uh, the quarry and how you know there's these like lines of uh how they cut into the, the mountainside or the, the dirt or the limestone, it looks very similar to the Grand Canyon. So, you know, hundreds of years ago, we had dug into the, the canyon and we just kind of like left it. And we have no history of it, no written history of it. So we just kind of like, through speculation, we just kind of, you know, we, you know historians will say that it's a natural phenomenon
2: that's how they've managed to hide so much ancient infrastructure yeah and it's it's a strong conditioning i mean it's really hard for people to start seeing this as man-made as opposed to natural
1: because i mean
2: the concept is just it's just too much to grasp
1: right but for a lot of people and then you told me about Rockwall, which Mm -hmm. is uh not very far well my uh my in-laws they live in Rowlett which is uh like a couple of miles south of Rockwall and so when when we uh when i uncovered this i was like oh let's i want to look up this whole rockwall and see what that's about and um right as we i drive through i drive through here quite a bit and had no idea that this is there and um you know, historians will tell us that, oh, it's a natural phenomenon, it's a natural occurrence. And I'm like, there's no freaking way. This is, this is built by hand. And um, what's crazy is that they uh, discovered a skeleton that which they think belongs to a giant, which weighs between 1000 to 1600 pounds. I mean, that is incredible information. I don't know if that's true, um, I haven't really found that much information about this giant, supposed giant. I just know that this wall, this wall, uh, covers an entire area that covers uh, 20 square miles, and here's a map of it. And uh, this, where they dug this out, is uh, right over in this area, and um, it's pretty insane how big this wall is it's like why why was it here and how did it get how did the entire thing get buried because it's all underground it's you know as you can see it's about 30 feet tall and who knows how much deeper it goes so it's uh, amazing information Um, you can go to the uh, the courthouse in Rockwall and um, they have they used a bunch of the bricks for the I don't know for the building date I mean just to show that it's a historical site now and um it's it's pretty mind-boggling <laughs> how crazy this is
2: oh, Rockwall is an important part of my story and I'd like to share it if I may.
1: oh yeah of course
2: so I moved to Oklahoma City in actually in 2013 and I had moved to Oklahoma to help my brother with my mom and I moved from Alaska and it was in Oklahoma that I really started to wake up to all of this. And I want to say it was around probably 2014, 2015, somewhere in there. I, I learned about the rock wall at Rockwall from Dr. Samir Asmonogic, who is the Bos- Bosnian pyramid guy. And uh, he's done a lot to bring a lot of this stuff out <laughs> about how mountains are pyramids and and showing that they're pyramids as opposed to the establishment that wants to say oh no 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 yeah you're mistaken that's not a pyramid that's a mountain and he's, and he's like oh no 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 that's pyramid <laughs> and he has this massive dig going on to this day I'm sure at the Bosnian pyramid complex um, so I was reading something on a, in an article that he had written that referenced Rockwall. Mm -hmm. And I was living, Oklahoma city is about, I want to say it's about a two to three hour drive to Dallas, Fort Worth, Rockwall area, you know, just hit the interstate and it's a, it's pretty easy trip. Yeah. And I was, had some travel friends at the time and we decided to go first to Dallas, to the Dealey Plaza and then hit the interstate 30 over to Rockwall. And um, Dr. um information was like pointing towards this thousands and thousands and thousands of years old wall and rock wall. And that there had been some excavation Been I want to say around the turn of the century. Um, you know, when they weren't, you know, stuffing the information under the, <laughs> under the rug. Um, and, I heard something about finding the giant's bones, like you mentioned, and things like that. And then the story just kind of disappeared. And so I had also wanted to check into the whole JFK thing in in Dallas. So we just just made a day of it. And some really important things happened. And, And one was by going to Dealey Plaza and seeing how close all the buildings are to each other. The book depository is right next to the prison, which is right next to the castle.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. You know, it's almost like claustrophobic. And um, being there and then doing research when I got home, the first thing that I looked up was JFK and Masonic Connections. And I found an article um, by a man, I think his last name was Shelby or something like that, called King Kill. And that started talking about the grid and that started talking about the Masonic involvement in the JFK assassination. And it was that was my really first big aha that I realized that there was something within Masonry Mm -hmm. that was that was bad. Evil. (laughs) Yeah. Freemasonry. The original Masons were the ones that built everything. And that goes back to Temple of Solomon, M- Moors. Um, it's all been convoluted when they, you know, deconstructed the real history. They kind of separated everything out and made everything look different. But originally, it was all part of the same thing. Right. And, and I was looking up articles on Lee Harvey Oswald, and it was like he came down the steps from wherever he was in the book depository with a Coke. And all of a sudden, he's got these. You know, agents all over him. You know, like he was surprised. It's like what? <laughs> yeah. You know, so I'm reading things like that, and I'm I'm starting to get a, a kind of a bigger insight as to what seems to have taken place here. Um, and then we went to Rockwall and started looking for it. Couldn't find it, and asking people, "Where's the Rockwall?" And they're like, "What? <laughs> what <Yeah>. Rockwall? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about." You know, and spending time there as well. Um, but there's definitely been a lot of disinformation and misinformation about it. Um, and the guy that did America unearthed Scott, I can't think of his name. Um, he did an episode on rock wall and he determined at the end of it, well, there's no rock wall. And, you know, this is a guy that was like unearthing all of this in history. And so I had big expectations for that episode and I was really disappointed. Um, right. so those were really kind of big points on my own journey of of coming into the work that I've been doing. Um, it, really integral to to it. But I was looking I was looking there. It's where I look. It's what I'm interested yeah. in. And, you know, I'm not interested in you know, the people at Dealy Plaza that had the, you know, newspapers with the stories about the assassination and things like that. I, I had no interest in that whatsoever.
1: <laughs> right. I, ha- I haven't been to the book depository and I, I hear, you know, since the murder of JFK that they, they completely preserved it. But like, like you, I wasn't really interested in that because it doesn't really, it, it's part of a narrative that they want us to embellish and, and be, want us to know. I don't believe the official story. I mean, I, I've always been, into all these like conspiratorial like viewpoints of all of history and yeah that started probably about 15 15 years ago but this this past 2 years has just been eye opening i've discovered so much ever since the pandemic started you know the pandemic had opened my eyes to a lot of different, different subjects and topics and you know just discovering that you know all these things were just being lied about you know, it's just like the the, the rock wall. I mean, it was uh, all these universities, all of all the local universities, were invited to come look at it, do the excavation, look at the the you know the evidence, and determine what it was. And they just kind of all agreed that it was nothing, that it was just a, a natural phenomenon that they couldn't explain. And so the story just completely went away. And I find that very incredible, but the, the proof is that it is, it covers 20 square miles. And what, why would any, anything that natural only happen here? You know, there's no record of any massive wall in any part, part of the country. It's just right here. And, you know, why would they cover that up? I mean, create some alien story. I mean, I, I don't, I don't care, but, <laughs> oh. but, but then, you know,
2: ancient walls are, are everywhere. Yeah. And it's, it's just, they've been called natural.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But, you know, they like I was saying, natural. people, you know, I I signed up to do an Oli, um, Osher. Um, so it's like workshops for older people mm-hmm. here in Sedona. When I was first looking for venues to start presenting my information, um, and I had three people sign up. Or actually, I had a bunch of people sign up, but then the ones that showed up weren't even (laughs) the ones that had registered. They were just people that kind of showed up. And so they didn't really um, have an idea of what I was going to be talking about, even though I had had it in my description. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: And it didn't take very long for them to just, just leave because they just weren't open to what I was sharing. And, you know, I live in Sedona and I'm surrounded by ancient infrastructure. Red rocks and yeah. and they're like well did you talk to an, a geologist about this and all this stuff and I'm like okay I'm not going to do it this way my my community is online <laughs> you know it's it's not in my community um, because even in a place like Sedona there's there's a lot of people that aren't aren't open to it, it it's kind of like a, it's a tourism destination on one hand and it's a spiritual destination on another hand and you know, even within the different communities, there's, mm-hmm. there's really not a, a, an awareness of, of this. Some, but not a lot. Right.
1: Well, later this year, I'm going to be publishing a book. I'm, I'm hoping to be done by the end of this year. Uh, a lot of the research is, is really digging into our education system and how our historical narrative has just been created. And it's been an ongoing thing for the past 150 years. Because, um, you know, when Mary Shelley died in 1851, it was kind of mysterious how she how her passing was. And, you know, her she's only known for, for her book, Frankenstein. And then um, all the other writers like Charles Dickens and um, Edgar Allan Poe, I mean, they don't talk about his book Eureka because he kind of exposes, um, you know, the how, edu- you know, how the the mainstream thought. Is only dictated through, you know, what everyone else agrees to. So if you have, you know, other educators and other writers and whoever's paid for and and bought, they all are ingredients because they're getting money from somewhere. And in order for them to continue to get that money, they have to have a certain um, thought process. So, which is why, you know, all these, you know, scientists and they all only agree on certain things because that is the, that's what they're told to do. So, you know, it's just people today, I mean, we're conditioned to believe everything on the news. We're conditioned to believe everything that all educators say and that they're, they're the smart ones and they do all their research and, you know, they don't pay any mind to anybody who does any research. They first ask, well, what's your background? You know, what's your degree in? And it's like, you know, you don't need a degree in order to be an expert in something. You just have to go out and do the research. Right. That's what makes you an expert.
2: My degree is uh, in social work.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> my degree is in entertainment. So, <laughs> And uh, yeah, I mean, I studied journalism and being studying journalism, I, th- I think, has helped me to be a good researcher because I don't like to just say something without being able to back it up with some kind of proof. So I do have a hard time putting something out there that I can't back up, you know, with with evidence. So I'm trying to do this as like it's entertaining to read, but then it's like factual and it's like an essay, but not boring. You know, I, I, you know, I, I can write an s a 2,000 word essay in my sleep, but you know, it's one thing to write a book that's entertaining like you want to go from beginning to end. So it's taking me a lot longer than I expected because it's I I have to be careful about what I say and. Like I have to, if I find something, I have to uncover it. Like I've like discovered that, you know, the Rockefellers and the Carnegie, Andrew Carnegie had, you know, worked with the Guggenheim and they worked with the Smithsonian to put in historians that they wanted to place. And so that's how history is just being changed. So when it gets to public education, um, this is what we know. This is what they tell us that we need to know. So it's, you know, that's what all these world fairs were. So a part of my research is like, you know, uh, I just, a a couple of, not that long ago, I discovered that the Buckheimer um, orphan home here in Dallas was built in 1879. And so all those orphan trains that came from, you know, New York, they were sent here. And then once these kids were old enough, they were already educated in what they wanted them to know. And so when they put them back out into the real world, they had this preconception of what life was like. And so, you know, um, you know, Charles Darwin, when he wrote about evolution, that's exactly what they know. I mean, there was no mention of God in anything. God didn't exist. So if you take God out of the equation, you just think we're on a spinning ball flying through space at 1.3 million miles an hour. And so you have, you, you would never consider that there was a, a creator or, you know, this was a design world. So, yeah. Just out of Enjoy.
2: curiosity, are you going to kind of talk about how the public school system has really evolved into an indoctrination?
1: Oh, system? yeah. It's 100% <laughs> an indoctrination. Um, I mean, we, we've been indoctrinated since the, the first World Fair in 1851. Yep. Um, and that was in england of course it was that at the the glass that whole building that was just made entirely of glass and you know we're expected to believe that they built that whole facility within 2 years with the technology that they had at the time and and then magically it just burned up and they they rebuilt it and in in record time and all these fairs i mean they built within 2 years which is incredible especially when you consider how big like the st louis fair the, the 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 fair in Buffalo. I mean, they had a, they had a population of twenty thousand people, but they were able to make you know a uh, two hundred square mile. I mean, not not two hundred square mile, but uh, yards two two thousand square yards of. Um, I'm, I'm probably misquoting, but these massive fields of these massive structures, and then have these exhibits full of like all of these, you know modern day technologies and uh, we're expected to believe all this stuff and without question.
2: <laughs> right. You know, And I, I say this all the time. I mean, thank God for the internet because they yeah. lost control of the narrative and, you know, permanently,
0: <laughs> Yeah, you know,
2: they can't stop the truth from coming out. There's too many people that are converging and, and seeing and, you know, taking it upon themselves to do what you're doing and do what I'm doing. To get it out there and you know I, I graduated from high school in 1981 and I don't remember it being cray-cray like it is today with all of the transgenderism and you know the the push for oh, yeah. teaching socialism and communism and all that which was their end game anyway that was right that's what this is all about and um worldwide so you know teaching kids about all of this stuff nowadays but it wasn't like that when I was growing up I mean I know we were still getting the their version of history but it wasn't this social engineering I think that's going on today in the schools um I I don't remember it being that way and I would say probably within a few years of my graduation from, from high school it started to get Weird, you know, like having to have um, in the the school that I graduated from, which is in suburban Maryland outside of Washington, D.C., and an affluent suburb, they had metal detectors because kids were bringing weapons and things to school.
1: Yeah, it's a very slow progression.
2: Yeah, but it wasn't like that when I was in school. But within a few years, like I said, I think it started to change and, and turn more into. You know the the whole idea of socialist and communist thought being, you know, indoctrinated in in young right. people. You know, creating yeah. a lot of what's going on today.
1: You any you know, I rarely watch anything that's on television now. I mean, I I don't go to anything that's on network television unless it's a you know like family feud it's the only only current thing that I, i'll continue to watch because there, there's really no indoctrination there i mean maybe <laughs> but <Yeah.
2: laughs> you know for me i love watching animal rescue videos on youtube
1: oh yeah <laughs>
2: that's like you know at night cuz m- my creative time is in the morning you know i mm-hmm. if i get started in the morning i can last for a while but i can't start in the afternoon my brain is just like nah <laughs> yeah. so i have to do light things at night and one of the things i do is watch animal rescue videos because i love the happy ones i I don't watch the unhappy ones
1: Um, you know and
2: there are there are a lot of good people out there and i'm not you know a lot of people just didn't get the memo (laughs) about what's been going on here so they don't know they genuinely don't know um and i I think there's more good more good than bad
1: yeah i mean for the most part i mean there's still 90 percent of the the public that are still indoctrinated and have a hard time waking up, but you know, I, th- those numbers are starting to increase slowly, but surely, I mean, once you step away from the, the left, right paradigm and you can see it from a distance and you have a different perspective of how, how it's all mind control and how the, the news media will, tr- you know, try to pin you if you're against the, the, you know, the Maxine, uh, we have to be very careful because it's on, on YouTube, right. but you know, they, they try to place you, oh, you're a, you know, you're a Trumper or, you know, it just means that you're against a certain type of narrative. And so not everybody can fit in that, in those, those two categories. I mean, there's, I've, I've always been in the middle since I got into journalism. Like I've always been independent and then I made the mistake of voting for Trump in 2016. And, you know, they didn't even count our vote until January of, uh, 2017 i'm like all right that's it i'm not voting anymore because <laughs> there's proof that they really don't care about, about what we really think it's just it's just a show
2: yeah and and i think the good news is that it's it's as hard as it is right now um it's waking people up even more even yeah. faster the longer it goes on um the more people can see the crazier it gets the more people can see. And there will be some people that won't ever see it. I mean, I've got that in my own family.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. You know,
2: poster kits for mind control or Operation Mockingbird or whatever it's called. Yeah,
1: and my my in laws, <laughs> they, they they were '60s teenagers, and uh, they believe everything that ha- that's on the news. They hate anything that's conservatism or remotely right, and they won't look at at anything that is anti mainstream education i mean they they believe in aliens and ancient you know ancient aliens and it's like you know you know disney owns that right <laughs> <laughs> the so, thing i like
2: about ancient aliens is that it gets stuff out to the mainstream that it wouldn't if you said ancient humans it wouldn't see the light oh, yeah. of day so so i appreciate that about it
1: right yeah um we spent some time in uh, Deep Ellum. I don't know if I, if I can reshare my uh, screen sure, again, please. but um, we, I had always wanted to go downtown and, and look at uh, some of the stuff there. And uh, like this ca- of cathedral, it's the um, uh, First Baptist Church uh, First Baptist Dallas Historic Sanctuary. And this was founded in 1868. Um, did you see that video? Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, okay. And uh, which was really incredible. And if we, when we got really close to it, you could see that, um, you know, there was a there was an underground structure. So it, if there was a mud flood, um, there was definitely evidence of of um, you know something underground, and, and part of the b- building structure was buried but they did a really good job at covering it up and and making it look like it's always meant to be there. Um,
2: I think the modern masons did that. Yeah, I just don't think they built the building.
1: (laughs) And then uh, we came across the, the post office that's not too far from there. And uh, there was a whole underground structure. Um, Of course they, they turned it into a parking garage underneath and, um, that was built in 1886. Uh, the original uh, post office was uh, demolished in 1935. And uh, look at all this underground stuff. It's uh, pretty incredible. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad my wife finds this very interesting as much as I do. It would be hard to be a, a truther just by myself and her calling me crazy. Right. <laughs> And then, yeah,
2: uh, it's lots, you know, so many people just aren't ready for it. Yeah. So that it's,
1: that's a plus for sure. And then, uh, the Dallas High School, um, that was supposedly built and founded in 1907. And, um, at the tops of the building, it looked like, you know, it had evidence of these spires, so they could pull energy from just out of the sky. Um, I don't know if you're aware, but uh, a couple of years ago, nights uh, or 2018, there is a um, Tesla coil out in the middle of nowhere off the 35, and um, the uh, Baylor University is has been studying. They they raised like 18 million dollars to build this tower, and uh, they're just pulling energy out of the sky. And uh, they you know they want to use this technology to power the state and um i don't know if this is, will actually go through because nobody you can't make any money off of free energy because if you create a power grid kind of like what we had in the, in the ancient times or before the reset um you know there was no way of making money off of that not until jd rockefeller came in and decided to monopolize their our energy grid and uh you know, and make us dependent on electricity and oil. So I, I think what will happen is that we'll have all this, you know, we'll discover that we can have free energy, but nothing's going to happen from it. We'll, they'll still find a way to charge us. So here's that uh, Buckner orphans uh, home here in Dallas. It's only four miles from my house. Does, and, it, um,
2: does it still look like that today?
1: Um, it looks like this today.
2: Okay, So similar looks like, yeah, (laughs) like the same, you can tell it's the same building.
1: Yeah. But, uh, this kind of blew me away. I mean, look at all these orphans. They were just in fully indoctrinating these kids and that was built in, uh, 1879. So they say, I mean, this structure could have been here for hundreds of years. Who knows? Right. (laughs) Well, that's the end of my presentation
2: very very good. Thank you, Mikey.
1: Right. Yeah, so, I mean like
2: like I said, I mean there's just so much out there once you start looking. Yeah. It will I, mean, I pull have you away. so
1: much more I could show you, but you know, it would take hours. And um I am going to be creating a documentary to kind of complement the the book. And um that's probably going to take me just as long um just finding video clips and all these pictures. It's it's so painstaking and 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 I probably won't make any money doing it because all these copyrights and everything, but I, I really don't care. I just care about getting the information out there and informing that, you know, the public of, you know, we're, we're in a society where we're under complete mind control. And, uh, you know, I have evidence that shows that all the the elites of the, of the 19th century were all a part of it. And, you know, it's, uh, it's not that hard to uncover. You just have to have to put the is- time into it.
2: It's written down.
1: And, yeah, and everything's they're right there. <laughs> I mean, you look at the the read, um, the Reed trials in 1954, and they uncovered all of this stuff that I've been finding out. That you know that there was a plan to change not only our political system, but the the, the stock exchange and how how they caused the Great Depression, and how all of our education is just under their control because they have the money to. So even today it's still happening. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: You know, we get these special grants in order to, and, and, you know, even my school today uh, we get money for doing certain things that, uh, and which is why all our kids are still masked up and, you know, they're just living scared and they, they shouldn't have to be.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think it's all all tied together. Um,
1: right. It's really sad. To watch. <laughs>
2: it's like, you know, so much gaslighting. Um, but not only that, so much engineering of what's taking place. And you're talking about, you know, with the work that you're doing. Um, but I I think when the truth, you know, the if the whole truth ever does come out, and I know I'm I'm working hard on that too. Um, it goes way beyond anything we could possibly imagine, you know, yeah. from wet, from weather to um, outbreaks, <laughs> disease outbreaks, you know, the whole nine well, yards. I mean, you know, I think I think it's all connected.
1: Yeah. I mean, I just discovered that there are three clouding um, cloud seeding machines here in Texas. And they're all in, the, in this region where the weather comes from. So, I mean, they're they're manipulating the weather. And it's like, why? I mean, we've yeah. always had snow. We just don't have it as frequently. Yeah, and, I mean, well,
2: I, I, th- I think a lot of it is is the same for the same reason as wars and all this other stuff. They're trying to, you know, slam the crap out of this ancient infrastructure. And right. some of it they keep. Um, but I've done research on hurricanes on the gulf coast and there's some buildings that are hit twice you know mm-hmm. it, it, you know just they got part of it one time so they you know they sent through a storm again later on especially new orleans and you know galveston and places along the gulf coast you know it's i think just,
1: at one point um they weren't hit they weren't ravaged with hurricanes at some point but because of all these weather modification machines they can make that happen right. and right. maybe they're trying to eliminate the Moorish people and whoever's left, they all live in that kind of that region. Right. I mean, they want, they want
2: their version of humanity. They want people that are, that take after them instead Mm. of the creator. So they want, they want people in their image, which is pretty darn messed up, you know, and that's where the whole idea of the beast comes in and all of that. They want, they, they want humans to be, beasts and instead of divine beings right and and the ones that are close to being divine beings they don't want those
1: mm-hmm.
2: and so you've got the genocide and everything else that's going on oh yeah and you know that's that's what we're seeing before our eyes right now yeah and so um you know i i am i'm i'm very optimistic and um but they're not going to get away with it. <laughs> I'm I mean, very, very, very optimistic that that we do have a positive future. Um, but they have gone to incredible lengths.
1: Oh yeah. To. It's very organized. Prevent that. I mean, all the censorship over the last couple of years have, and you can see that they're trying to keep the indoctrinated to remain do- indoctrinated. And so that's why they're kicking people off of YouTube and kicking people off of Instagram for misinformation. But the reality is they, they don't want anybody else waking up and finding out this information. And so we're forcing us into a corner and in, in, into separate, you know, these social media outlets, you know, kind of like on Guru. I mean, you, you guys have to congregate into specific areas in order to find information and, if you're if you're part of the mainstream and you only believe the, the educated you're never going to look outside of that box you've been placed in you know it, and it you just have to find the mistakes i mean i was indoctrinated for a very long time you know it took me many years to to finally wake up and even when i thought i was awake i really wasn't <laughs> i was only partially and you know i think over time you just you have enough information in your brain that you can compare and contrast and say oh well this doesn't you know look right but when you're young i mean you're so impressionable that it's easy to just be brainwashed by you know because we're we're supposed to believe our educators know everything and our you know and, and rebel against our families i mean look at all the programming from the 90s and like married with children and we've been we've been making adult males just look stupid you know it looks like entertainment but it's really mind programming and just just to you know rebel against any kind of adult figure and you know trying to build this whole society of like powerful women and you know you can work and make money and you don't need a man and it's okay to be a single mother but it's really destroying our society as a whole
2: and you can throw abortion and other things into that
1: into that yes
2: yeah Yeah. um yeah but you know i'm again i'm really thankful for the internet and for the ability to reach people yeah and the ones that you know find it that resonate with it that it means something to them and you know that seems to expand exponentially and um you know I said there's so many of us doing it that they can't (laughs) <laughs> they, they really can't stop it
1: yeah and they rely on the algorithms to find the, you know who's dispelling misinformation and and they still can't you know they they still can't do it i mean a lot of a lot of people who i watch and follow i mean their their accounts are just being deleted and you know we have to go to different platforms in order to find information like i'm probably going to put my show on rockfin but it's kind of like you know you're still kind of preaching to the choir you're it's an it's an echo chamber of all the same people with like-mindedness like I don't mind doing that kind of platform but I really want to wake up the those that are still sleeping who just watch sports and watch the news and who you know you know you get home from work you're so tired you don't want to do any kind of research and you know there's more to life than just watching what's on cbs or nbc and we 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 all really need to know what's really happening and how we're being deceived because it is important information and you can still find time to be entertained and watch a movie just just know that you're you don't have to be susceptible to that programming just you know
2: and it really is a distraction right distraction from what's important it's a, a money generator yep for the elites um, you know, they're getting rich off of our mind control, whether it's movies or ball games or or whatever. You know, yeah. I mean, if people knew the rituals that went on during Super Bowl or child trafficking, <laughs> um, I didn't watch the Super Bowl halftime show last year, I did. but I heard about it. And if, if people can't see there was something wrong with that,
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> there's something and, wrong. <laughs> The, the flickering, um, the, the, the lights show. I mean, you could, I could feel that it was like hypnotizing me. And then there was like a, the subliminal message that was just right in front of your face. I, I can't remember what it said, but it was, it wasn't good. Right. And I'm like, oh my God, they're going to, they're going to, they're just being so blatant now because people who, who do notice it don't say anything, but they know that there's something wrong. You know, it's just like the. the the Oscars or the the Academy Awards you know I mean they just they're just flat out just obvious about how they feel and what they think and it's it's all just so negative I don't even watch any of that stuff anymore and I used to love going to the to the pre Grammy shows and oh let's watch the Oscars and we would go to all those things those events when we lived in L A and now I don't want anything any part of it. You know, it's, it's, you can feel the evilness. Yeah. yeah.
2: But it's coming out. Yeah. And whereas we didn't see it before, or at least not, you know, not to the extent that we do today.
1: Yeah. And, and it's, um, it's very demonic and it's, and it, they, they just don't even care that it's obvious.
2: Yeah. That's where it's coming from.
1: Yeah. Those guys. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and we're quite a prize. So that's yeah. why this has all taken place.
1: Well, I appreciate you reaching out to me. It's really an honor to be on your program and I can't wait for it to come out and and show it to all my, all my people.
2: I really appreciate it, Mikey. And, um, you know, keep me posted on what's going on.
1: Oh yeah. And all your research has, has really helped mine. And hopefully some of, some of the stuff that I discover will help your research as well. And, you know, we, we need, we, we need more people with boots on the ground and, you know, uncovering all this stuff. Cause it's, it's everywhere. It's literally in every city all over the world. It's incredible.
2: Right. Absolutely. So, and as always, I like to encourage people to just start looking in your own communities. It's there.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: You will find it. Start with historical streetcars in blank and you will find them. Yeah. They That's took them all out. Rockefeller and his cronies they want the the non-polluting transportation that was that was that they got they they started they started up so they had something until they could get their cars in place cars and buses then they took them out in most places so all all part of it well thank you mikey oh thank you really appreciate it and have a wonderful rest of your day
1: you too as well all right, thank you. Thanks. Talk to you soon. Yeah. And that was my interview with uh, Michelle Gibson. I hope you enjoyed this episode of KGP Presents. Please follow Michelle Gibson on her channel, uh, YouTube channel, and join her Unguru at ungurunow.com. All the links are in, in the description. Uh, unfortunately, I wasn't able to re air our Q&A with the uh, members of Unguru. Uh, But it was definitely an honor to speak to all the panelists. Uh, It's a real shame that I can't share it with you guys, but I understand it's like an exclusive uh, network. And uh, if you want to check it out, uh, you know, be sure you do. And there's a lot of uh, good content providers over there. And, uh, you know, maybe someday I'll join that organization. But uh, for now, I'm just going to stay here on YouTube and then, uh, you can always catch my videos also on BitChute and uh, Odyssey. And uh, if you guys want to be a part of the show, do uh, you want to be uh, a part of any part of the discussion, uh, let me know. Uh, feel free to email me at info at KGUP1065.com. Uh, I'd love to have a chat with you on the show. Um, so often I have so many private discussions that I wish, you know, I had a, a, vi- a video of it uh, so I can just post Uh, with you guys but uh, you know some of these discussions I have are uh, so fantastic and it's it's a shame that I can't share it on here so uh, if you want to hang out and just talk I mean we can talk about anything we don't have to have any narrative subject that we have to talk about I mean just let it naturally take its course you know just whatever you know I I plan on also I plan on uh, doing more shows Summer's coming up. Um, I have more time off. It, it's hard to do it during the the fall and in you know winter season because uh, you know I, I have a regular job that I, I wish I didn't have. You know, it gets in the way. I mean, it takes up a lot of my time. And uh, but you know, whatever. You know, a lot a, a lot of us have jobs and we have families and stuff. And I don't like to use that as an excuse, but you know, it's just it it is what it is. I just want to thank you all for watching kgp presents i i know i've been slowed but uh, you know i promise to do more shows if you want to support the show so i can do more of these on a consistent basis uh, please join my patreon it's only three dollars a month uh, annual subscribers will get a copy of my book once it comes out later this year um, if you don't want to be a part of patreon for whatever reason i understand and if, but if you want a t-shirt like the one i'm wearing uh, go to www.kgup1065.com forward slash shop. A hundred percent of the profits go towards running the show. Cause it is, it does cost me a lot to run the radio station and do all the things that I do. And uh, I definitely su- appreciate the support. If you can't support me financially, just hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. Um, that's all I ask, but uh, stay tuned for another edition of KGP presents and much love until next time. This is Mikey J. I'm out.
0: I told you Remember when I told you about the mainstream media Your so-called and pedophilia Remember that Child trafficking And that arena Corona Remember when I told you about the Georgia Guidestone yeah. Remember when I told you about the False flag operation? Remember when I told you about 5G radiation Remember that I told you That well, I just want to say that I told you so mm-hmm. I told you so na, 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 na. I told you so na, 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 na. I told you so na, 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 na. Yeah, I told you so But you didn't listen I told you so In a DC time, we need education, money, bullets, and bombs. In a DC time, we need to care for the young and old, money, silver, and gold. In a DC time, we have to wake up and change the world. As the result of 2,000 years of hypocrisy, ego-driven leaders in pursuit of property, power and wealth and fame. Oppressing, a murder, killing all in God's name Iniquity in spread across the nation Humanities yes, oh, into separation yes. In the midst of a darkest hour We rise to reclaim our power In a this time We need love and identity money, than and jealousy yeah. In a this time We need education money, bullets and bombs it's there in our evil in the- we must education, war on religion racial division, food with no nutrition hey, This is the Babylon system The intention to use on wicked invention All the propaganda promoting consumerism Exile distraction, only misdirection To break I and night connection. But if you want come from me, me, me make you know say what I want This is I get you ready for the Amagidian. I'm in hand for the revolution I Power I love and compassion Cause if we go at them with weapons then they have more guns Go at them with money then they have more funds With unification then time's too done. We owe to our daughters and some In a decent time! This is time We need love and energy More than hate and jealousy yeah. This is time We need education More than bullets and more. Yeah. This is time We need to care for young and old More than silver and gold yeah. This is time We have to wake up and change the world yeah. This is time We love and identity more than hate and jealousy. In a visit time. We need education more than bullets and bombs. In a visit time. We need to care for young and old more than silver and gold. In a visit
2: time.
0: We have to wake up and change the world.